Welcome to the JRD Hogcast, your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Join, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell, and their producer, Luke Griggs. Well, I guess I'll, I'll be the first. It was, it's not golf coming back, I don't think, first. Looks like it's going to be NASCAR. NASCAR is <laughs> coming back? Did I miss something? Yeah, NASCAR is going ridiculous, actually. Uh, what do you they, mean, like they're social com- distancing crap? Well, May 17th, they're going to have a race, no fans or whatnot. But then in the month of May, I think they're going to have 11 races or something like that. So Damn. They're going to try to catch up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that what they've missed? I assume. I guess so. I Can you seen... do that? You're the car guy. Is that even like mechanically possible? Is that a terrible idea? Well, they they have multiple cars, you know, different tracks. What does that do to cars? a racer's body? I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people that think that it's not a physical sport or anything oh, of that yeah, sort. You got the G's, but I mean, you are pulling a little on your body, but also you're sitting in a unair conditioned vehicle for, you know, three plus hours. And they are hot. You're in a fire suit. You're in a helmet. <laughs> you are sweating out a lot. There are the occasional big boys when it comes to it, but um, like, like fat people. Yeah, you know when it comes to racing. But you know, talk to me. For the most part, they're relatively in good shape. Like Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson's in good shape. Uh, Mark Martin, he's still working out. Earnhardt always was. Does he still race? Uh, junior? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, he retired because of concussions, I believe, for the most mm-hmm. part. But I think he jumped on to the whole iRacing stuff. NASCAR, like I said, yeah. still isn't like my real cup of tea. I like the other. I like some more right turns in there from time to time. But <laughs> Right on cue, Luke says left <laughs> turn. <laughs> but I also like quarter mile, so and that, that's no turns. <laughs> no yeah, turns. Yeah. If you turn, you, you really messed up. So it's not going to be golf. Well, I'll tell you what. Between the two of them, I don't give a shit. So. <laughs> they could golf in the middle. I will still be watching reruns of college football and whatnot on ESPN. And they could golf in the middle of a racetrack. Theoretically, that's a, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Theoretically, there's still no football on TV because what I'm watching right now is the replay of Michigan and Ohio State. Oh, got them. Uh, yeah, I don't have that on the board anymore. That was a good one, though, wasn't it? <laughs> No, that would have been sad trombone right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. How about our boy, oh, uh, Sosa? Sosa, I'll give you this. You were were definitely right in that ballpark right there. Right here. Uh, I was thinking fourth round, he hit him on the head. Well, you you said Caliper was loving him and might slide into second. I said he could slide into second. Third round, so I'll give you that credit and tip the cap to you. So. What fit, what pick in the third? I know he's ninety fifth overall, so easy math or quick math. That'd be roughly at the end. Yeah, closer to the fourth. Mm-hmm. But curl slipping in, getting picked a seventh round pick number two, two hundred sixteenth overall. How about Little Rock's CBS mm-hmm. affiliate still having articles out there, having him getting picked up in the sixth round? I didn't know that. I <laughs> yeah. didn't know that was ever a thing. Yeah, they, they have articles right now. Well, as this recording, you can go on there, and they haven't edited them. So. Hey, whatever looks better. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think he gives a shit either way, do you? Well, he's gonna get he's gonna get some money and and then Scooter. So the undrafted ones, we don't have to go through their contract uh, bit by bit, but undrafted goes Scooter Harris, Debwa, Whaley, Chase Hurl, Austin Caps, T.J. Smith, Scooter coming out. They they all basically got right around the same amount of money, but he gets himself a hundred forty thousand dollar bonus right off the top. Which to me, he goes. He's going to New England, which to me means New England is still dirty little bastards because <laughs> they're bonusing him because they like him. They had him on speed dial as soon as the you know seventh you know started sliding right. out there. They were they were ready for it. And that's typical New England shit. And it irritates me because if you're bonusing the guy, then that means you like him. That means he was draft worthy, mm-hmm. and they just didn't. It works out. You know, technically, you know, Scuda split into the seventh. There's only going to be. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know all the deep, you know the union stuff or what the guarantee money is. But I can't imagine a seventh round draft pick getting a signing bonus. I have, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that crap. All I know is Sam Bradford screwed it up for all the rookies <laughs> yep. years and years and years ago. But um, I mean, the only thing that I know or pretty confident in is what you were saying, and he is actually locked in. Mm-hmm. That's sort of where it's weird with undrafted free agents compared to drafted players, is the free agents are already free agents so they're getting their contracts up front but um good for him he'll make a squad and you brought it up the other day when we were talking is um he's going to be the green law maybe even the worse or the better version of green law when it comes to completely undrafted Mm -hmm. you know making a team and guarantee you he gets some important minutes this year at some point any surprises when you're looking at this uh tj smith not getting drafted uh not that he is a high draft guy, but he's sort of, to me, was like a Sosa. Obviously, not quite as good, but you know, there wasn't a whole lot of tape on him. DJ is the guy that uh, probably got hurt the most by Corona. I feel like because he wasn't able to go and do the workouts and have the no pro Amber. day and all that. And, well, they had a pro day. Did but, he have his pro day? Yeah, all the no. Arkansas folks had the pro day was before they really started oh, locking that's stuff right. down. Yep. But in terms of individual team workouts, there wasn't a whole lot of. They were sending off tapes, and it was almost like high school again, trying to get a scholarship. You're sending off tapes, you know, I guess YouTube bit links and that to scouts. Mm-hmm. I, I figured he might, he though the the tape that he had was good. I understand it wasn't a lot, but, I mean, he's going to the Chargers. He got himself a three-year deal, too, so he I don't know. I don't feel like he, as far as destination goes, I don't feel like he got the best draw and that's including dev going to cincinnati mm-hmm. dumpster fire there but um hey he can he can sneak up there though dev i ain't about to sit on here and just because he's from arkansas I act like i like that guy he, no, i mean in terms of a depth chart i'm not saying he's gonna bypass a joe mixon or anything but it would take an injury or two <laughs> and i think he can keep in there but he also has to put in the work and I mean, he think. he got a hell of a payday. I mean, well, these, these at, are all pretty much the minimum. So, that, which that is, is a hell of a payday. <laughs> that's a minimum. I mean, that's, that's a minimum uh, three year deal. So we're looking at a million dollars a year, essentially, or a little little under a million dollars a year. Yeah, something I don't feel like doing the math, but it's, it's got to be. It's six ten. The cap it is their yearly. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, so. <laughs> 
dude that didn't even I, I still remember D Max all I'm saying. Yep, yep. Just yep. That's all I'm saying. But uh how'd you feel like your your Jags came out? Well, when you got like you know, twenty four picks, you ought to do something uh-huh. with them. I believe they actually had a dozen. They had twelve picks. And first round, I think they did what they had to do. It was a little funky when it got uh near the end. I knew they would go with a quarterback just to kind of backfill. But now it's making sense, especially with Cincinnati releasing Andy Dalton because we were in the plays. I know we were trying to make a trade for Andy Dalton, probably for peanuts at this point. Mm-hmm. And apparently it wasn't good enough. So Cincinnati go ahead and cut him. And I will say that Jacksonville will probably sign Andy Dalton. And that is to keep Minshew motivated and hopefully to mentor a little bit. But we, I almost felt like, you know, stay at Washington State and almost draft a Gordon or sign Gordon instead of drafting the guy from Oregon State. But it just, they there's two different playing styles with that. You know, he's a, the Oregon State quarterback. He got a strong arm, can make some throws, but doesn't really fit to what they have been sliding back into. But. We also have a new offensive coordinator in Gruden, so we'll see what happens. Oh, y'all got Jay? Jay Gruden's there, so we shall see. I don't know how that's going to fare for you, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's yeah. not a... He ain't no John, I don't, put it that way. I don't have a lot of faith in the uh, Jay Gruden-Doug Marone combo. So. Who, who was your... Who was the pick that made you the happiest during the whole thing? Mmm... The whole thing, I mean, it's going to be one of the first two ones. But uh, right now, I kind of like, I can't say his name, but that LSU linebacker, he's a... Chason? Chason has been... Is that what you're seriously going to sit there and do that to me right now? How <laughs> yeah, about that? Yeah, Chason has a... Uh, he's been... Uh, they jumped on Bleacher Report, and he was doing some Q&A stuff, and he wasn't shying away from some people. And uh, Burrow being the one, yeah, because they asked was that they asked about it, and he's ready to lay a lick on his old. Did you did you watch that or read that? I read, I read it. Yeah, uh, I wonder what the tone was. Yeah, because at the end, with a smirk uh, in his face, you know. Oh, I, I wonder. <laughs> you was wonder? he a little bit irritated because he like he's like something he ain't had to mess with in years or whatever, you know, getting hit. Like, are you mad because you didn't get to hit him? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious what the after what a while you got to think about that as a defensive player, you know, going through practice and everything, getting to, you know, have to lay up on old red shirt. On top of that, when he's going through college, you know, Jared Burrow this year played behind the best offensive line in the country. They were, yeah. you know, they were awarded that. You know, that's going to be Arkansas this year and for as long as Sam Pittman's here. But you know, we, 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 yes, no, sorry. <laughs> We, uh, we we let LSU have it for a year and then we'll be we'll, we'll be there. What what do you think? We we discussed this a little bit. Um, everybody's going around on Twitter and freaking everywhere. Honestly, it ain't just Twitter. It's just what I have. But um, having this pride in twenty four straight years, we got a draft pick. Arkansas had a guy picked up in the draft. I sure hope an SEC team. Uh, has somebody drafted looking at you, Ole Miss. Um, cause I, I mean, 
Vanderbilt's still getting guys drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, because Vaughn got drafted, right? That's the only one I can think yeah. of off the top of my head. Vaughn, yeah, but he definitely does. If the, again, if that was a uh, well, we I want to go back a little bit because this is something that kind of irritated me the other days. Well, going back to Scooter, it, it goes back to the whole. Apparently, our fallback is to be an SEC fan, which I feel like both of us can say we will talk up Arkansas because we play in the SEC and the quality of our opponents. Right. But ultimately, we're football fans and football fans. I will take an SEC school over any. Big 12 school as far as games going back and forth, you know, like bowl games. I'm not saying I care about the FCC dominating. It's cool because we're in the conference, but I'm not like, yeah, that's what we got to do. But uh, yeah, that's a good example, Luke. Like uh, Baylor, if they were playing any SEC school with the exception of us last year, I'd have been going for Baylor, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't have that blind allegiance. I'm not going to sit there and act like we're in the class with, Freaking Alabama, LSU, and Auburn. No, it was not yet. It was definitely getting weird because, and again, Jacksonville fan, Arkansas fan. It gets very weird for me because look at our draft choices and where we're we're sitting (laughs) at, and you know LSU boys, Florida boys, because uh, DJ Henderson is another one where he was asked about wearing twenty. And he said, oh. I, "He said I won't, I won't wear twenty. You can have that, you know." And kind of sliding it towards Ramsey, and people were like, "Yeah, he wouldn't. He doesn't want to wear it because he was a Seminole." So, like that rivalry runs deep mm. on that side of things. So, shout out to Henderson on that. But he seems like a good kid. But all that aside, I can't sit here and clap for LSU and cheer for LSU because they got guys going to the NFL. Can't do it. Well, they had fifteen. 14 or 15, something like that, yeah. You damn well better win the national championship. I mean, that's literally a football squad mm-hmm. <laughs> playing college kids. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say, though, real quick is, going back to Scooter, uh, it really irritates me. Uh, like Vaughn, this is what made me think of because Vaughn with Vanderbilt. If he had an Alabama sticker on his helmet, Vaughn, first-round draft pick. Same with Scooter. If he had an Alabama helmet on, He'd been a first-round draft pick. You're looking at the back-to-back SEC tackle leader, and he doesn't get drafted? Yep. And the the knocks would be, the narrative would kind of change in how they would be selling Scooter, you know? So at Arkansas, it's he's too small for the pros, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Right. If he's at Alabama, it would be he overcame his height and weight <laughs> yeah. and that he was still able to lead the SEC. Because Arkansas narrative wouldn't even mention that. Arkansas fans have to bring that into the fold. Like, hey, you know, let's check his stats. Whereas the narrative across, and you know, at, at like some point Milano it's at the tape. Covering but... all the Me Too movement women. Like, you believe all women, unless it's a uh, Democrat that gets in trouble for sex scandal. And then, man, and save then, that you know, for a well, different got, podcast. Come then on, you man. Vet them. <laughs> save that for that a different for you, podcast. Luke. I know you like that. Jesus. But you're not wrong. I mean, that's what it is. I'm not wrong. That's what it is. It, it it's the narrative's changed. The you know again, you, the SEC tackle leader two times in a row, and he doesn't even get drafted. Uh, Give I'm, me a freaking break. I'm fully on board that uh, the scouting report changes no matter where the and Vaughn didn't he lead the league last year in rushing? I don't know about this year, but didn't he? Wasn't he last year's SEC league run uh, rushing was leader up there? feel like he got passed near the end. I feel like he led the league in 
maybe touch. I don't know, but regardless, like you can't sit there and say Vaughn wasn't a damn good running back, right? So he had to tackle the LSU and Alabama and Auburn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, not only is he the SEC tackle leader, but he's leading tackles on SEC talent. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. It, it Go, going up against the line linemen that are getting drafted, you know, fourth overall, and. Mm-hmm. You know, had the string of them in the first round, all of them going. And they were SEC offensive linemen. That's who they had to go against. Mm-hmm. And you're completely, I'm kind of reiterating, but you're completely correct, and he overcame his side. I mean, it had been some beautiful story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and also what they don't understand, too, or what they didn't talk about much is he had an offer from Alabama, and he chose Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what could have happened if well, you Well, I'm telling you, Alabama. everything changes, scouting report-wise. We've talked about it multiple times. You can go from five-star to four-star if you're at high school, and the same mm-hmm. happens when you get done at Arkansas. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It, it's it's tough. up an uphill battle, but hopefully we got the right guy that can change the narrative. <laughs> and you also, I mean, Greenlaw's kind of doing it right now. Scooter, I have... 100% faith in him. Like I said, he's going to play some minutes this year. He's going to play some important minutes this year. That's the right place for him to go. I mean, as yeah, much as I, I hate, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I hate them. I hate New England, but they develop. Yep. I mean, they develop well, and they fit really well in their scheme, and they don't draft people or pick up free agents if they don't think they're going to fit their scheme. So he's going to get in there. He's going to learn under one of the best coaches to ever do it. That pains me to say it, but it's true. And, you know, after his three years are up, maybe, maybe he'll have a star on his helmet. Who knows? Well, speaking of that star, you've mentioned the Jaguar recap. How about this? Uh, we had some live action going last episode with that first pick with Dallas and CD Lamb. Uh, has has that changed any? No. So I I need to reiterate this because I had some people message me about the live reaction. I don't th- I give. I give Oklahoma a lot of crap, mainly because of Kenny, our buddy, but I'm not saying C.D. Lamb isn't a fantastic wide receiver. It's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying we did not need that. We needed Chase on. We needed Delpit. We needed someone like a C.J. Henderson, you know? Like, I just it was a terrible draft pick at that point. And then come to find out, Jerry was trying to trade up for that draft, for that draft pick. To get CD. I don't understand it, but they followed it up well. We got Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. Anytime you get an Alabama DB, that's that's a good pick. I mean, again, it's it's a, you know, not a rival of ours, but we don't like Alabama, but hell, they, they put him out. Uh, we got a defensive tackle from Oklahoma. I don't know a lot about him, but uh, I do know Oklahoma couldn't stop a runny nose on the run, so... Maybe it was a Sosa situation. He was getting double teamed, triple teamed a lot. But as far as like needs and the positions they played, it was a decent draft. I don't understand picking. Well, where's that quarterback from? James Madison. Yeah. Don't know a damn thing <laughs> about him. Weird. I, I, maybe we should have picked up freaking uh, Scooter at that point. I don't know. But I would get. I mean, I'll say this. I again. I I'm not. I don't really dive into 
all the picks and everything, I sort of kind of make my decisions overall after uh, preseason's over with. Right. But, Who's on the squad, ultimately. Right. But I will say that there was a lot of high praise for this draft for the Cowboys. Do you think... Cause... It was a dig move for him to be on a $250 million yacht? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But do you think Jerry, because of his connections with Arkansas, is like kind of... You know, stays away from drafting Arkansas players. Because the last one I can think of that he drafted was Felix Jones. That he drafted? Yeah. I think you are correct. Because, I mean, I know he's brought in some guys, free agency, you know, Dan Skipper is one that comes to mind. He you know, he tried. Yeah, came through and that kind of thing. But you can't tell me you get deep in there, like, can't take a chance on a Caps or a Smith or something like that or, you know. Screwed up. Uh, I really think Scuda would would be a good fit in Dallas's defensive scheme. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he does that. Uh, I, I mean, will he, say he got over three hundred picks when it comes to this thing. So, or yeah, picks, so. I think uh, I think Jerry's a flash guy. Like his first pick is always going to be something stupid. Not not stupid as in like a bad pick, but just something stupid loud. So you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 going to be a well known guy. Um, hell, I think the first time or the last time we drafted a freaking offensive lineman in the first round was Tyron Smith, and that was six years ago or something, five years ago Frederick maybe. Wasn't that Travis was? Was he the last one? I thought that now was retired. But mm, I felt like he was the firster. My no, I think it was Tyron. But anyway, yeah. uh, I did see that CD Lamb is going to wear number eighty-eight. Uh, how about how that uh, all went down? My God, he wanted to wear a number ten, but Jerry oh, said he Jerry. wants him an eighty-eight. And you know what this is? It's it's a freaking ego thing. Michael Irvin wore it. Drew Pearson wore it. Des Bryant wore it. Guess what? Two of those three have in common. Jerry's guy. Jerry guys. So he wants all three of them were great. From yeah, all I three of them were badass. Uh, Drew Pearson obviously before Jerry's time, but um, the fact that he wanted that. That is just the ultimate I have control over this team flex that you can give. Dude wants to wear a different number, and Jerry's like, let me tell you what, son, you know, you came over to my team because I picked you. Don't forget it. So you Wear number 88. You're not buying the whole, it's a tribute to his friend that just passed away from Arkansas with the last name Lamb and wore 88 when he was at Arkansas? Who, Jerry? Yeah. That's what he no. said. That's what Jerry said. Bullshit. <laughs> no. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't understand why 88 ain't retired anyway. After Pearson and Irvin, it should have been re- retired. Mm-hmm. Dez wore it. Um, Dez wore it well. You know, the way he left was kind of crappy, but it, I don't understand. But also, uh, they're talking about putting Lamb at the slot to relieve Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. You know what that means? We already had our number one and number two receiver. Yeah. So you drafted you waste a first third. round draft pick on a freaking slot receiver? I mean, damn break. I don't understand it, man. What do you think? I mean, you you know more about the Cowboys now than you did seven years ago. Unfortunately. So, so what do you think? I, I mean, mean, don't you think that was kind of... Full disclosure on this side, I definitely do watch more uh, Cowboy game, unfortunately. Not because of uh jordan but because my wife is a cowboys mm-hmm. fan uh long family 
tradition on that side for them. I think uh, producer Luke is a big Cowboys fan as well. Uh, <laughs> got to see it in the chat here. Um, producer Luke doesn't even watch pros. <laughs> so, no, um, it didn't make sense because it just didn't fit what I thought you guys would need. I mean, you still had Delpit out there. You still had some corners available to you. Aeson was available, uh, but, you know, he had to come to Jacksonville. And, and he's going to freaking dominate. Yep. He's going to replace the piece that we didn't have last year in Tevin Smith. And we don't need to mention Tevin Smith because... I was about to say, is uh, <laughs> seeing the news? Right oh, he's in a little bit of hot water, like a whole lot. <laughs> Man, I saw something about it. For the folks that don't know, Tevin Smith got arrested for... Um, under yeah, he he's playing with minors. He did some R. Kelly stuff. Sounds like. Um, oh shit! Is that what that was? Yeah. So seventeen was hmm. seventeen multiple times at his house and his car, and yeah, good year. Okay. So anywho, there, I saw a post on it, and someone was defending. Some guy was going back and forth, and basically saying, "Yeah, this is this is nasty," you know. Blah blah blah. Uh, said, "Oh, so here's what he, the quote was. It was he came to the combine with weed in his system. Now this way to go, NFL. You're making great role models. Which uh, that that is true. Uh-huh. Um, and then someone responded with it and said, "Everyone has their demons. Just let it go. And it's like, oh, just let it go. I'm sure you've done worse." And then they got the original guy was like, nope, never, never had sex with a minor. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> thanks for playing. That, that was an all right comment. You could have just stuck with everyone had their demons. But then you had to slap that last part of, yeah, I bet you've done something worse. Nope. Uh, odds are no. Nope. Never touched a minor. Uh, you're, that's a good point with, with the um, good look uh, NFL. I tell you, man. A lot of these guys uh, play the victim card hard, 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 hard. And there's there's the race bullshit. There's the there's the you know you're working is too hard. Shit, just all that. These dudes get quadruple chances. I mean, look at uh oh dang it, who was who the Cowboys? I mean, Josh Gordon might even get a play again. Josh Gordon's a very that's probably better than the one I was trying to think of off the top of my head. Now, there, now, but yes. I, now all you know, political stuff aside, and where you sit with marijuana use or anything of that sort, if you're involved in something where you're getting paid millions of dollars and they have rules, just stick follow with, them. Follow those. That's where it's at. You know, you can't you can't be addicted to weed. I'm pretty sure that's been scientifically proven. So that's a choice. And this, you know, medical marijuana crap. We don't need to get too political on this. No, I'm not getting, no, I'm not getting political with that at all. I'm just saying like medical marijuana or not. Again, if it's, if it's the rules, don't just don't do it. I mean, and again, these, we're kind of in the business and I'm sure a very large chunk of our listeners are in the business of one strike. You're out. I mean, and again, these guys get over and over and over again and they're throwing freaking fits because they can't smoke weed or, Oh, I got in trouble. Let me back in. Oh my God, he didn't give me a third chance. I mean, yep. it's frustrating. That's that's one reason they um, they want to sit and relate to their fans and all that kind of stuff, but ultimately they can't because of the NFL. And like you're saying, we could 
you know, if someone really wanted to, they could go through some stuff and find something to fire us because we didn't cross the T or dot an I, depending yeah. on what it is, because how deep the company policies are. But we're yep. not we're not really talking about that. But on the NFL side, you can sit have a five game, you know, suspension, whatnot, and really the only one that truly got blacklisted would maybe be Ray Rice in recent years. Ray Rice, and the only reason he got blacklisted was because it was on video. On video, pretty violent. I mean, you know, Joe Minkson. Oh, it was messed up. Joe Minkson's still in the league. Tyreek. Uh, but that was before the league. That yeah. was that was the cover of it, though. Yeah. That was before the league. He broke multiple bones in a woman's face. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to know on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now he's going to end up getting a pretty big contract after this year, guarantee you. Yeah, and then you have Tyreek Hill, who is. I don't know. What did he he beat his baby mama right while she was pregnant? While or she was pregnant, threw threw her onto assault rifles, and yeah, beat, and beat her. Yeah, but comp can consistently uh, being what's the word uh, hypocrites? You know, they stand for all this crap, but then they let it they let it go. And it's one reason it's kind of getting a little bit harder to watch it. It's uh, a big reason I can't stand the NBA because they are a whole bunch of freaking sissies but they actually blacklist their players they they have they have blacklisted multiple players because of uh off the court stuff i mean there has been some craziness but yeah they have our test comes to mind and he was not (laughs) well i mean that's still a world peace that that technically happened on the court and in the stands though yeah i don't know it's it's um I, i wish that there was a little bit that's why i'm upset that the xfl uh, you know, dealt this pretty timing of a, you know, coming into making their own league and everything again. Uh, I feel like they probably would have bet you. I, I feel like they would have had a really good product because it would have been guys that, you know, good college players, not quite big enough, strong enough, and all that crap. Like we were just talking about with with Scooter and everything. Brandon Allen, you know, mm-hmm. his hands too small, and I feel like that probably would have eventually become the like the clean league. Not 100%, of course, right, yeah. but but better than what... Because the NFL wants the biggest, best, fastest athletes out there. They they truly don't care at the end of the day I felt like, what their baggage is. I feel like eventually the XFL pride, the product wouldn't have been as crisp, but it would have been more entertaining. The rules were set up for that, and then the players' desire to actually make it to the NFL was there. And it was kind of a heart kind of at that point. The minor league to NFL, and that's how mm-hmm, it yeah. that's how it should have been because... It was better set up, but eventually the NFL will adopt. So through the first part of the XFL, they took some stuff from the first part of the XFL in production and how they did. And they will do that again, either in rules or, you know, because it was pretty obvious that the XFL going to succeed. It just was really bad timing. Terrible time. It was really bad timing. And he was patient this time, too. That's what's even worse about it. Uh, what what is this? Did Green Bay really screw up drafting a quarterback? Well, you know that was kind of the big thing. A lot of people were hating on them drafting Jordan Love out of Utah State, and you know maybe it's because they're all you know seeing Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled and all that kind of stuff, and it's creating that rift because you see the memes instantly that uh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be dealt like. Jordan Love's going to step in and be an instant starter. It sounds like they are trying to use the same formula that they have had for their last three quarterbacks. 
or well, their last two quarterbacks, then Jordan Love will be their next. And I think that's a good idea. I feel like it isn't. It's a lost art when it comes to the NFL now, in terms of grooming quarterbacks. The last one anywhere close, I think, would maybe be a Garoppolo that sat behind mm-hmm. Brady and was the heir to that throne. But things happened there. Who got upset? Supposedly Brady. And uh, we are where we are with the NFL now. But I don't think I'm reading this. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is. I think I don't think Aaron Rodgers has any desire to be a mentor. No, he doesn't. He's never. He's never given a. Uh, real quick before it goes away, I, I this is, this is good. This is good stuff right here. Of the thirty-two players taken in the NFL draft, seven of them played high school football in the state of Texas. None of them played at the University of Texas. <laughs> that is fantastic. Also, another note: I've already mentioned it. Ole Miss had no one drafted. Not a single one. Great stuff, but yeah, no. Rogers doesn't care to care to mentor. Rogers didn't care to be mentored. I mean, he didn't like being behind Favre, mm-hmm. and um, somehow, some way, somewhere along the way, dude's ego exploded like hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, he won that uh, one Super Bowl. What was that? Two thousand ten, I think, or something. And um, I mean, yeah, he's he's damn good quarterback, but I don't understand where the ego comes from. I don't. I don't understand. Why he is the way he is with all that? That wasn't supposed to be a offense re- office reference, but um, well, I mean, because of the it, damn organization drafted a quarterback who is going to need one in the next two three years. There's no reason it's a business, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you've been in it for a long time. Someone said it was a, a power move and a shot by Matt Lafleur, the uh, head coach by the Pat. For the Packers, I'm sure him and McCarthy have had talks. I, I'm not defending McCarthy because he's now the Cowboys coach. Which, if you listen back to the last episode, I had forgotten that that happened. That's how <laughs> slow sports are these days. But um, I mean, Rodgers got him ran out. Yeah, it's it's just like LeBron got old boy ran out of Cleveland. I can't remember what his name was. Well, but... see that that's the funny thing. You know, obviously, I feel like we've maybe mentioned LeBron every episode. But that is the funny thing that you bring up, LeBron, because when it comes to his fans and basically his legacy, they have to craft stats to make Aaron Rodgers seem like one of the greatest. Can he make every throw? We all know about Hail Marys and all that stuff. He can sling the pigskin across the whole field. Mm-hmm. They're used to. And then I think the most recent one is that he has only had one first-round draft pick that he's thrown a touchdown to, and it was Mercedes Lewis last year. So that 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 was the stat that was going around trying to make it seem like so, Aaron Rodgers is good is because he meaning, hasn't had talent around him. And and that's again that's the that in itself is is stupid. But also, just because you weren't a first-round draft pick doesn't mean you weren't a first-round talent. Teams pick needs; they don't pick once not mm-hmm. unless you're jerry jones right like uh, and and yeah of course there are definitely uh, situations where guys grow into their own i mean it you know some some guys early uh what do they call that early uh, shit yeah they okay hit hit their strides <laughs> early in life and some late bloomers and early bloomers stuff like that but that's a 
that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, and also think about it like you're going to compare it to Brady, who's been around for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning was on the list and everything of that sort. They also threw a lot of touchdowns to the same guy, you know? <laughs> right. Like, so just because he had that, you know, had, had the weapons at their disposal doesn't degrade as the greatness. No, and that's... I mean, oh. <laughs> it, it's just a constant trying to make Aaron Rodgers seem like he's the best quarterback of all time. I think Aaron Rodgers is a really, really, really good quarterback. Um, top damn, 10. we were supposed to do the top 10 stuff. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's twice yeah. we end up in this conversation. Yep. But, yeah, does he make my top 10? I'm going to say probably not. All right, so we got to do it next episode. <laughs> we got Next Thursday, next Thursday episode recording, we will do it. Sounds good? That gives us a yep. solid week to come up with it. And I'm not going to stay quarterback to you for a week. We can't have this conversation yeah, we can't off do that. the air. And frankly, having uh, just Thursday recordings right now is probably better because there is slow things going on out there in the sports I, world. I feel like it's about to pick up. We got plenty going on. I'm not talking about NASCAR with you. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not saying NASCAR. I'm not going to talk about golf. NASCAR is not going to be the saving <laughs> You and Luke can get on here and talk about your, about your golf uh I mean, uh, Pebble Beaches and of the world. Hey, that, he says, a, as much a, as I hate LeBron, I sure like to talk about him a lot. Well, Luke, if you notice, when I do talk about LeBron, it's normally when I'm pissed and talking about somebody being stupid, and I have to compare him to LeBron. And you do also, light up when you talk about LeBron because I, mean, I hate him so much. It is a also, reddest tint, but you you know <laughs> you do light up. The, I have watched the first two episodes of this Michael Jordan thing going on, and each episode further in, I've gotten. The more and more I realize how LeBron, how good LeBron's not, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic. LeBron's really not that good. He's playing. A, he's playing in a different era. That's different era, say. and and also for for um, totality of his game, he's really, really not that good. Hmm. All right. Do you think that's ridiculous? Because you're looking at me like you think that's ridiculous. He is a big boy playing with little people. Well, and, and you know, it and on a minor scale, obviously, I feel like I have to have caveats because <laughs> I'm saying it, in, you know, it's in my brain a little differently, but how is it not any different than Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt Chamberlain was a freak when he was playing because he was the tallest and the freak on the court. Right. Yeah, that's the reason that he could have 34 blocks in a game. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. That happened. That is a thing. Oh, and 100 points, because guess what? Dink! That's all he was doing. No one was going to stop. And right now, because of the rules and because LeBron James is a damn linebacker coming down the paint, and mm-hmm. you cannot touch them. And Literally, it, like, you can't. So. And if you do, you know. And I don't know about it, one. but apparently you can start your carry from, like, the half, you know, midcourt. You can well, maybe. Dribbling is optional. At the three, maybe? Yeah, is that when you can start your carry? Something like that, yeah. Euro step. Euro, row, row, row. (laughs) Uh, But I want to say this real quick, and then uh, I'll be done with that. But looking at, because I watched a fair fair amount of Jordan games as they were, you know, live back in the day. Um, Didn't 100% know what I was watching at that age. But then you go back and there's a crap ton of highlights in in this episode, or these episodes coming out. And you realize... He could look, he could shoot from anywhere. 
he was Jimmy Witt from the elbow or Steph Curry from three, and also could jump like freaking uh, uh, on, damn man. Dwight Howard, <laughs> who just touched the damn roof. But his game was just so well-rounded, and he was playing with guys that were huge. Like, he was the one playing against LeBron's mm. and still putting 40, 50 points up a game. I mean, it was it was incredible. And his, his defense, LeBron has some good defensive skills, but, again, it has a lot to do with his size, like how tall he is. It's And Jordan had to use just every ounce of his ability to, to work, and he never stopped working. And one thing that triggered me real bad, and, yes, I said triggered, is this dude played through so much. There was this episode where, or this time where he uh, broke a foot, was pissed that he couldn't get on the court. Pissed. And LeBron wants load management. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You were going to end on that one, right? You had yeah, that I'm built gonna... in. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to end with a broken foot, load management line, and the fact that he set out a game due to cramping. All right, cool. <laughs> Pinky toe. <laughs> but that, anyway. I'm I'm anxious for us to get through all of that. That's that's going to be fun to talk about because I I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna go ham on a lot of these modern day NBA players. So here Arkansas wise, let's kind of shift a little bit. I'm going a little off because, uh, but have you seen that they are talking lifting and doing the with this Corona stuff that they are lifting a lot of stuff, but we're still gonna you know keep our distance and we still have a lot of restriction in place like. Uh, gyms apparently gyms are going to be opening up or allowed Finally. to open up may 4th and mm-hmm. for the folks that have like you you, you have an individual personal trainer and he's mm-hmm. got his own little squad or his own little place so it's a little easier for you guys to maintain these rules and that kind of stuff so that that's, or easier to ignore them <laughs> that too and you got your own little time <laughs> slots though you know so that's right. that's really good and you can stay within that corona stuff but these bigger places, how are you going to be one at thirty three percent capacity, and how are you also going to, you know, you should have probably already been wiping down after every use. I feel like that's, that's a, what I love on all these signs. We're doing extra cleaning. What that should have been doing, like that should there have should be having, you should not be able to be extra know, clean. The, the members should have been doing that on top of your hourly staff, and then the twelve foot distance deal, like or how you know. I don't know about you, but when I go in gyms, treadmills are right next to each other. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, how, how the thing get... is, the morning groups, uh, which is kind of what I fall into when I go to just the gym gym, I go early, and it's not near as crowded as it is at 5, 6, 7 o'clock. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to drive 30 minutes to your gym, and then they're going to be like, hey, I already got uh, 15 people in there, man. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. Or sit here and wait. I mean, I don't worry. were you tying that back into Arkansas Razorback stuff? No, it just, it just popped into my head. And I was just oh, like, you said Arkansas as in like the state. Yeah, the fact that oh, governor, okay. governor announced the stuff. And, yeah. Uh, I thought it just, no. it's something. I went to uh, Subway the other day, and that's one of those that you could actually go inside because they could maintain the six-foot rule and all that kind right. of stuff. But I'm sitting there, and they have a... A mobile order, and then they have a like pick up and do it their whole deal, and then they have the stickers on the ground that are like six feet apart. And I'm looking at them like that's not six feet. Uh, every time I see that, I want to lay down and just, <laughs> I want to get the. T- I'm six. I'm six foot. Six foot I'm six so. foot. So I'm just gonna lay down on the floor. <laughs> that's gonna help Corona. Have you seen Casey's the Casey Shuffle? Uh uh-uh. uh 
the gas station oh boy it's it's cute there's there's like a whole whole thing there that is almost literally you put your right foot in you put your right foot out like you you walk up to the counter put the stuff on the counter as you're doing that the cashier steps back and then when you're done putting the stuff on the counter you step you back step and back. the cashier steps forward scans your shit and then puts it back out and then they step back you step forward you pay and they call it the casey shuffle you put your tater I, chips in you put your t- <laughs> yeah exactly i think all this stuff has ran its course i'm tired of it man i'm i think it's uh I think it's just ridiculous. I, I feel like, it, well, the subway one got me because going back to the two lines, so they had the they had the dine inside, not the dine inside, but the you know takeout side on this side and the mobile order on this side, six feet apart, right? But mm. you know, parallel you to, to each cross. parallel to each other, they were probably like a foot. You know, the I actual saw... stickers because it's like Corona can't move sideways apparently. I saw at an actual subway over here by my house. You know the one I'm talking about? Um, they have, I don't know if you've been to that particular one, but they have the tape marks and stuff like that too. I didn't notice the mobile order, but they had the tape marks. And uh, there were some non-English speaking individuals sitting in their designated spots of six feet. Well, one of them started creeping up a little bit, not paying attention, Ooh. I guess, or whatever. So we're looking at about four feet. This old lady takes it upon herself to walk in between both of them to say, Hey, you're not maintaining your social distance. And I don't know what that lady said in Spanish, but I'm pretty sure it's something along the lines of you either. (laughs) Cause she gave her a look and was like, no, you know, and then booked it on back to this. I'm like, that's just stupid. So so you're ready for this segue. All right. Ready? Talking about subway. What is going to be our first college player endorsed by subway? Because the NCAA is going to allow that. So who's going to be the first Happy Gilmore of the <laughs> NCAA that loves the delicious foot-long meatball combo? That was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you you saw that. the shot, though, right? It, I don't think it was a meatball that he ate, Happy Gilmore. Um, you, you, well, you saw you, the you, shot, you, though, the Happy Gilmore subway uh, scene. It was in your head. Don't lie to me. Three every day. <laughs> uh, so it's either going to be the Heisman favorite, the NCAA basketball player of the year favorite, or now you got Luke quoting this whole damn movie. <laughs> I don't know. You think, uh, think Tre- that's actually going to. You think Trevor Lawrence be doing it? You know, you get a Trevor hair- freaking Lawrence. No, he's. You, he's you get a hair forward. flip and then a cold cut combo and just. He'll be head and shoulders. Are they are they going to be able to? <laughs> yeah, so they'll be able to get starting twenty twenty one. No, he'll be gone. They'll be able to get uh, whoever they want. Like they'll be able to be endorsed. Yeah, third party. Just period, huh? Third party entity. Well, what's important to note here is this did not change the NCAA football. Shit. They said the rules like they were hoping all this stuff would help you know get the game back. Right. And the game has already EA has already come out and said I'm not going to be able to make any headway with with the new rules. I don't know. Because at this point, you're going to individualize it. So that's where it's going to get a little weird. So when you're talking about likeness, EA would have to go and talk to every player on that team that they would want on there. 
So then at that point, EA would have to make the decision of singling out. So people would be like, well, you ain't going to make it onto our game. You know, we're going to have to figure out that. And, That's fine. You know, they, they should go that route. But I feel like they're now straight up allowing third party. It gets weird because at that point, you're really, really just getting rid of amateurism. And that that is the buzzword for the NCAA. But <laughs> it is. So I think bad. I think as a whole, it needs to be at the conference level. So the conference has these funds that they can dissipate the money to a larger scale because they already are getting these stipends. We've already talked about this. They're already right. getting a little extra than the average student because they are a student athlete. So if you raise that stipend and you, you know give that to everyone in that conference based on that, that kind of, yes, will help recruiting, but also those conferences have the ability because they have the SEC conference. They have everything but the Big 12 conference because Longhorn Network. Had to get yep. my shot in there. Anyway. Yep. You do it Every that route and then allow these players to be able to have side hustles, i.e. a, you know, make money off of Instagram or uh, YouTube in terms of, you know, shooting videos or stuff like that, because it's nonsense that I believe it was a Florida kicker. I don't remember what yeah. university, but he was on YouTube and he made it. It was a UCF, I think, UCF. wasn't it? UCF. He, he made the decision to continue to make YouTube videos because NCAA would, you know, basically gave him the ultimatum of, you know, keep doing that or, you know, you're going to lose your eligibility. So he just kept making videos because that's probably better for him at that time yeah he's so he'd make more money doing that as long as they're staying eligible in terms of gpa and all of that allow them to make some videos and if they're using their position then okay but also you know they're on a public side of that thing so they can't be doing anything stupid you know i still think it's dangerous i think it's dangerous I think this is one of those inch and mile situations. I mean, it, it it's going to just basically remove college sports will be college sports will be out probably sooner rather than later. What's the point at this point? Well, on the football side, is you know we don't we don't have a good minor anymore. So before we were looking at oh well this is going to change the game in terms of AF. See ya XFL. Well, sorry. You know, those those were two that guys could, you know, do the Euro thing. Wait but a when year. is it eventually going to be the NFL is the collegiate sport? And then, like, hasta luego, <laughs> going, going to straight to the pros. I don't know. The NFL is eventually going to actually, it, it is happening in the NBA, and it's becoming a bit more prevalent now. I can't remember. I meant to save that article. I thought I did save that article. Uh, something about the G League. And Calipari basically getting mad. That I have you seen it? The G League's doing something, uh, and it's 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 going to eventually hurt Calipari's one and done system. Right. Essentially, I can't remember. I'm sorry for that. I'll try to. They're they're allowing uh, high school, aren't they? Something you're with high school to, players. You're allowed to high, uh, sign in. The, you're seeing a, a lot of, of that because there's a lot going that are forgoing college. You know, I, I believe which that. is hurting Calipari, who all of a sudden cares about the education again. Yeah. I just can't remember what his quote was, but I think it's going to be. I mean, who says the NFL can't do some sort of G League? Why wouldn't they? I mean, they're they're a juggernaut, and they'll just take the money from the NCAA. And I think eventually, the NCAA is just going to be gone. You you, there's going to be few people that can make that leap straight from 
high school to go and play in the NFL. Basketball, it makes a little bit more sense. But well, when, for their bodies, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not as much of a toll on their body, but I'm not saying like straight to the NFL. I'm saying straight to a NFL farm. Right. Like NCAA Division One football is eventually, again, in my my opinion, in the next, well, I'd say even maybe the next 15 to 20 years is going to be maybe Division Two and lower is going to be college football. And that's for the people that can't make there, those jumps. Or There will always be collegiate football. Will the product get not Division One? I, I don't think. Yes, there's. They'll still be Division One because the institutions are still going to be there. But the issue you will have is the product will get worse. You won't have the same kind of talent. So yeah. at that point, the tier guys that are in the SEC, you might have the majority of them making the leap to a unknown farm league. Instead, right. for instance, for the NFL, that was more like what AF was setting themselves up to be. They were they were trying to cushion themselves and not step on NFL toes. Yeah, they, they were trying to be too, they too wanted, soft about it. They wanted to be a farm league. The XFL wanted to have a good product. So when there is one of those, then that's what we're going to have is a deterioration of a product. But in terms of paying players, if that will completely get rid of Division One football, absolutely not. I don't because the institutions will still be there. There will still play the sports because people will still pay money because you're talking about a tradition rooted in i mean you have generations of families that you know are hog fans alabama fans ou fans all that you know college football fans you know producer luke doesn't watch pro will that affect you luke if these players are getting paid just the idea behind it will that prevent you from watching college football i don't think so i think i think it over time though you're gonna again inch and mile situation if you start paying these players and they start they're gonna start getting entitled i mean they're they're already pretty damn entitled as it is when they're a big time five-star recruit that yeah now I mean, you're the, throwing money the, at them the entitlement starts in peewee football that, that's where i mean it, it starts because they were told in texas yeah that, that they're gonna be the best and it happens all the way through and then they get thrown five stars and it continues to do it yeah and it's this is basically going to entitle the entitlement, I guess, right. once once the money starts flowing in. Um, new rules will go into effect in 2021. Um, that's going to be a weird year for it to start just because of all this virus crap. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I bet you the side effects, if you will, will start kind of rearing their ugly head somewhere around, what, 2025 after a solid four or five years of this happening. Right. And... Yep cost of everything is going to go up inside the stadium as well eventually too and i mean people are seeing and if they start doing that that is ridiculous because we already know how much for profit this these places are right you you just have to change your budget around because you're not going to be able to hold as much as the as much of the back i mean uh greg's and all of a sudden putting number five on the back of a t-shirt isn't free money anymore for you yeah you're gonna have to give a little cut to this guy so sorry Mm-hmm. But, you know, Greg, he gave us some great stuff when it comes to the NCAA because the NCAA is going to talk about that because one of their probably big things is that we can't we can't pay the players. There's so many of them. We're such a war, you know, big institution. But we can take money from them. Right. Mailbag! So Greg hit us up, and uh, he hit us up with some straight facts. 
He says, here's an NCAA statistic for you. Every high school athlete wishing to play NCAA sports must register with the Eligibility Center, and it costs $90. There are currently about 480,000 high school students who register every year, all who pay the fee, which totals $43,200,000 a year. Just from high school athletes, all the students receive for their $90 is a registration number. Obviously, that doesn't give you a guarantee that you're going to do nothing. So, and that's that's across all of them. We're not just talking Division One because NCAA covers everything, everything, <laughs> all the college. So one through three. That was what was the number five, four four point three roughly yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Forty three million. Oh, forty three million. Yeah. Damn, I read that wrong. Forty three point uh, two. That. Hmm. <laughs> Where's it going? Well, I mean, you know, you know uh, administration fee. Everything's okay. administration fee, right? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Those that what got me uh, at the end of all of it was that's just for a number, right? You don't even know you don't even know for sure that that, that your number actually got put in mm-hmm. at that point, right? Those because we all know not to trust the NCAA, so j- just highway robbery. So I again that should at least get you at camp somewhere, you know, something something. I mean that. That cover your damn AAU cost or something. Well, I mean, that's... Like, you can't tell me the NCAA can't get with universities of every state and be like, hey, we've got this many people, and we're going to hold a week-long Arkansas State camp. We're going to have some Arkansas local ones, and we will invite others and, you know, have a satellite camp, because that was a nice little buzzword the last few years, and try to help these players that paid money just to be eligible to you know be in the ncaa why can't they put together a camp and like luke's saying here and then they have the audacity to deny requests for transfers and stuff Mm -hmm. like did you see their backpedaling on the one-year deal Uh uh-uh yeah so obviously one of the big things was allowing like a one-time transfer because of the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff ncaa's backpedaling on that they said it's not going to be a good idea at first, they were all, all fine with it, and basically it was going to be like almost a blanket deal, and now it's like, eh. I wonder, I bet there's like a transfer, you know, in order to transfer, you probably got to put, you know, 45 bucks in or something. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they... <laughs> you got a transfer. I'm sure uh, they make money fee. off of transfers. You got yeah, a transfer fee. Uh, yeah, but they got to be able to afford the, the ink to put it on the paper that they're printing that you transferred. Well, I mean, they have to, you know, provide the power for the portal. <laughs> you think yeah, the, you think the, the portal is solar powered? No, that thing is running on straight coal, baby. They need to hit up Shine Solar. Oh, <laughs> that was a that was a sponsor ad. Well, right they got to hit us up now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's that's interesting. I wonder if they do take that. And uh, I'm I'm curious what their reason is to backpedal off of the one year. Yeah, it is. What what the hell does what why <laughs> you right. you you cannot justify that. I mean, I, it's going to be an interesting deal to see. Like, are they going to allow uh, transfers because taking care of corona or someone in their family has corona or this and that and all the stuff that could become of it because of corona, having to stay home because my parents lost their job because of corona? Like, if the corona And on top of exists. that, and, oh boy. 
tinfoil hats out. And on top of that, now they get, they're going to be some breadwinners in the household. They can pay off of their likeness, mm-hmm. you know? So tell us what you think of the NCAA allowing all this uh, shenanigans. At uh, JRD Hogcast on Twitter and eventually some Instagram, maybe. <laughs> We've I've <laughs> got to get better at Instagram. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it. It's pointless at this point. What do you want pictures of the inside of my house? That, yeah, that, right. That's what it is. I can get you some nice drone footage. And about the kid, a in uh, a Traeger. About <laughs> the kid, a uh, new basketball goal. I mean, I can put that on there. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, a video of you dunking on him? <laughs> I know that happened. Listen, I, I'm I'm too old to be getting recruited. I don't have the ninety bucks to put my name in the registration. You're not gonna make a huddle. I'm not. I'm not making a huddle. I'm not. I just can't. I don't have the time, Dylan. I'm an essential worker. I work every day. I can't be putting videos well, like that. I, I heard the wife was playing a little bit of point guard, lobbing it up, a little assist action. Dude, I'm just saying she put it exactly where it needed to be. All right. And I threw it down. She allowed you to posterize her son. And then allowed, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that, I mean, my that, that's true daughter. love right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kids were getting embarrassed the other day, is all I'm saying. Oh, man. Got to start them early. I mean, they got to have humility, right? Knock, you know, break them down to build them up, right? I pissed them off more than anything, but <laughs> I don't think they knew to be embarrassed. Oh, old dad Posterized. Was just, old dad was just checking to make sure the goal was a breakaway, okay? We don't, yeah, we don't want to shatter no backboards, no Shaquille in it. I'm 30 years old, still touching rims, all I'm saying. So, if... If Shaq has his own little shoe and it's got his uh, little silhouette, Jordan has his, Kobe has his, Jerry West is the logo. What would uh, what a Mr. Russell? What would be my silhouette? <laughs> Probably grabbing a knee. Grabbing in a pain. knee. <laughs> <laughs> that would be mine. Oh, One dunk and I'm done. Like the like the Peter Griffin meme or whatever, where you just like, I wonder. <sighs> yeah. I wonder if I could still. Like, I don't even know if I could talk my body into actually jumping to try to touch a rim anymore. Oh, man. I could get the bottom of the net pretty consistently. In your prime? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I, hey, I can mean. still shoot free throws. Hey, as long as, you know, I need to go play some pickup games if no one can get within 12 feet of me. I'm going to knock down a <laughs> shot or two, boy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us? Oh, man, just uh, keep washing your hands so we can get out of this freaking hell. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. I'm over it. I'm, I'm bringing the temple hats. Stay woke, my friends. That's right. <laughs> oh, Luke. man, he did it. That's where we got to end for the JRD Hawkcast. I'm Dylan Lee. I'm Jordan Russell. Shout out to producer Luke Griggs, who just made Jordan say Till next time, and as always... Woo, pig, jersey and the hat. Sometimes I take it to extreme. Game day comes around, you'll see a little pride on my face. Cause I got season tickets to the best seats in this place. And when my team takes the field, I won't cut you any slack. I'll be cheering like a schoolgirl. Won't